This is Your Own Best Company, a podcast and community for creative people who value and enjoy working alone. Hello, everyone. I'm Franklin Taggart, and this is Your Own Best Company. This is a podcast for people who love working alone, and I am one of you. This podcast was my idea. Um, I am really delighted to, to welcome a guest all the way from London today. Uh, Adela Marcy is someone uh, I met recently in a couple of different uh, online networking groups. And uh, I, I just, I really got a kick out of his energy and his creativity and his ideas. And I thought, wow, he would be a great guest. And so uh, he was willing to, he was willing to say yes. So here we are. Welcome, Adel. How are you today? Thanks for having me, Frank. I'm glad that we can do this today. And thank you for uh, inviting me on. Oh, man. I, I'm really excited about the topic again. Um, you are primarily a copywriter and a marketer. But um, one of the things that I've kind of gleaned in, in our conversations in the groups that we've met in is that you really are on all the time and you seem to have an endless number of interests. And when you when you wrote in the bullet points to introduce you, one of the things that you said is that you've been a stand-up comedian, um, a copywriter, a martial artist, and more for most of your life. Um, so, and then you also, you, you mentioned that you're technically a genius. Now, you've got a great IQ of 173, and I think that that, is more than technically a genius, but why would you why would you qualify that with technically? Oh, I do a lot of dumb shit. <laughs> I just do a lot of dumb stuff here and there and everywhere. So, like because of that, I just I go technically because people look at me and go, "Really, that guy?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's yeah. that sometimes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't have the IQ to 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 write about, but uh, I still do dumb stuff myself. Um, I think that's the true sign of genius is being able to do dumb stuff <laughs> yeah, and get away with it. Um, my family, this most lately has been watching, uh, kind of been binge watching big bang theory. Uh, are you familiar with that show? Very much so. Well, my son just loves it. And so we've been watching it every night in the last couple of weeks. And, uh, it's, it's fun to watch people who are that intelligent operate. Right. Right. So I'm sure that observing you in your day to day would be quite a fun thing. But one of the ideas that you had in, in one of the groups that we talked in was the idea of having um, like a running list of things that entrepreneurs do. Tell me yeah. more about that. I still need to create that. Uh, <laughs> I haven't got around to doing it, but it was it was uh, it was a spur of the moment. We were just talking about it. It was like you're not an entrepreneur unless, or like you don't work from home unless blank. And um, it was just like a running list of stupid stuff that we all do as as humans. Like for instance, you're not an entrepreneur if you get if you don't get anxiety when your phone rings um, <laughs> out the blue. You're not an entrepreneur if you don't have a weird boundary about people texting you first. Which, by the way, I have both of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just really ridiculous things. Oh, you're not about that life. That was the one. Hashtag not about that life. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. I, I was trying to remember the name of it. There it is. So I, I still think that that's an idea that you should run with. I think that would, you know, that that could build a fairly significant audience. 
might do that for my new show when it comes out in January. Just make that the thing. Tell us about the show. Well, so I, I've been a podcaster for eight years and uh, I'm, it's weird because I started my show simply because I knew a lot of gurus and a lot of people that were like trying or authorities back in the day. And I was like, guys, you're so clean cut. You're so this, you're so that, but I know you behind the scenes. I know what you're like, really. You're really funny. Why is that not showing up in your, in your advertising who you are? So at the time I started it with the idea of getting people on my show and letting them just be. So no questions, nothing else. They're just going to come on my show. We're going to have a laugh and people are going to get to listen in on what goes on. Um, and then about a year later, that became the authenticity movement. And everyone was like, we're all authentic now. I was like, oh, cool. But we've been doing this for a while. Um, and I'm retiring that show at the end of this year in 2021. And I'm starting my new show where I am essentially more or less taking more of a harder stance towards things. And the show um, is called, the. I'm giving you the PG version, which is the FU podcast. Okay. Um, but essentially... If as as you've got to know me a little bit, Frank, you can tell that's pretty much the name of my show and it sits in my personality quite easily. <laughs> so that'll be coming up in 2022 then. Yep. January is when we're releasing it. It's when we're planning to go live. You already started producing? Not yet. I've got to record the first couple of episodes at the end of this month and I'm taking December off. So it'll be all locked and ready to go for a couple of weeks and uh, release when we come out to it. So have you created a list of dream guests or is this just going to be you given, given your, your side of the story? Both. I actually have a few dream guests that I've had previously on my show that I've reached back out to. I've got a couple of celebrities that I want to, that I'm reaching out to next year to speak to uh, a couple of authors. And of course you, I definitely want you on the show with your Sweet. legendary dulcet tones. Cause that'd be brilliant <laughs> to have you on there. Um, but yeah, I've got like a growing list of people I need to reach out to, get the formatting done and just start recording. Sounds like a, a lot to look forward to. I'll, I'll look forward to subscribing to that one and uh, getting it on my, getting it on my phone, man. Um, let's, let's go back into uh, what we were originally going to talk about. And that is, um, you have a you have a matrix that you're offering to people called story selling and i'm really intrigued by that can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that matrix and the tool and how it's used and you know a little bit of the sure. history behind it let's start with the origin to it so about again a couple of years ago i think it was like 2014 2015 around that time uh i started to realize that advertising was changing like writing copy was just changing because what worked in 2008, 2009 was like, I'll give you a headline from back then would be something along the lines of discover how you could make, uh, actually no, it was like, if you want to make $100,000 as a blogger, then read every word of this page. <laughs> that was the headline that would work. Yeah. Today, no one's going to be reading that. I think it's trashed almost immediately. So it kind of came to this origin around the mid 2015, like 2010s, where I started to realize again with the authenticity thing, where people were looking more into who are you and how can I work with you? And what is it about you that's so different? So me, a guy called Ryan Schwartz and my friend Kylie Slavik, me and Kylie actually teamed up on this. We came up with the idea of story selling. Mm -hmm. I didn't know this at the time, but a few other people had also like coined this and had something else going on in the background. I thought I was the first guy to come up with it, but I wasn't. But what I was, uh, was the first guy to actually come up with a system for it. Yeah. 
as a way of telling your story based on who you are. Because a lot of the time with advertising, you have people saying, it's all about we FM, what's in it for me. And they would like, like, you're going to feel this way. This is going to be for you. You're about to feel this. Whereas I turned it around and went, no, 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 no. You need to show who you are first Mm -hmm. and why you need to be listened to and then point out the benefits because otherwise people are not going to be listening. We're going to be wondering who you are at the very beginning. So around the idea then, um, I started like developing ways of writing copy, like a structure that basically works. So rather than a formula, it was a structure because the formula can be changed and improvised. A structure is ever, it just holds integrity, always works no matter what. So when I was designing this over the years, I started com- coming up with ways. I had different, I had different names for this for years. And I settled with Storyteller Matrix about two years ago. And it was this, um, it's this set of questions that you ask that gives you a diagram of understanding how to pull out as many stories as possible. It's like the infinity content matrix is what I called it at one point, because <laughs> essentially if you do it correctly, you have an infinite amount of stories to tell and cause you're constantly growing. Yeah. So uh, just to give you guys a quick idea, the thing is that you find out why you started what you do. Like what was the driving through line? What was the point of no return that you currently feel? Cause you would have gone through like 10 points of no return before you got to the one that you're currently experiencing. And then what you do is you look at it from this high level and go, that's my overall through line. And then you take point zero to point one, and then you do the same thing. The only mm-hmm. difference is you know what your point of no return was then. And you saw what the next step was. And you keep going through down until you get to a point where you can just tell a singular one, just a one story, like one singular story that summates that base point line. Because you would have experienced a lot more. So for instance, it could be, um your thing would be i went from being a musician to being a podcaster and what was the drive there so you have the idea whereas that just looks like okay i went from musician to podcast to podcast to this to this to this whereas if you look at the steps between from musician to podcast it's like so what drove you to be a musician it's like well i love this i love that i created this i created that i played this i played that and i got better okay what were some of the stumbling blocks when you were going through between learning how to play and learning how to really finesse your voice okay well what was going on when you understood like who you wanted to be like to finding your own groove and there's so many stories there. yeah and what you do is you pull those stories out and you basically portray them to your audience and say hey listen i was going through this here's a story of my life that you might find interesting and here's how it pertains to what you're going through today here's how it basically relates to it so that's essentially the big uh, idea behind the story selling matrix is that it gives you an infinite amount of stories to tell that don't all revolve around the rags to riches story that everyone keeps using and is annoying the hell out of me talk to me a little bit about like if if a person is new to this this concept of story selling yeah um what would be the best skill that they could learn copywriting like Tell me. learning how to write advertising, specifically learning how to write direct response advertising. Okay. And the reason I always say that is because, and this is again, something else that I spoke about last night was a lot of people that become copywriters today have kind of forgotten what it means to be a copywriter. And I'm, I'm a throwback. So I've been doing this for 20 years in my life. I'm 32. I started at 12. I went pro at 18. Yeah. I'm a throwback. So my, my influences were Gary Halbert, Jay Abraham, who I've worked with as well. John Carlton, who was one of my first mentors, um, Dan Candy, and of course, uh, Drayton Bird and David Ogilvy. And yeah. I've met Drayton Bird a bunch of times. And, you know, he gave me some lovely compliments along the way. But what I'm saying here is 
understanding that skill of understanding how to clearly communicate and know every facet of the business gives you a much greater skill than just knowing the words. Because if you just know the words, you don't know how they impact every other area of what goes on in business. But being an old school direct response copywriter, really learning from the masters, you get this ideation of what a through line is, of how it basically works from start to finish. Yeah. And it, it, it genuinely gives you the skill that you need to have. And by the way, I, I'm going to also say this. Knowing how to write copy doesn't mean you have to just be a copywriter. It means that you're able to communicate far more effectively with people on a much deeper emotional level than just, say, someone that's trying to sell you something. Yeah. Um, I had a, another guest recently who suggested that uh, people shouldn't write their own copy. Ooh. How do you feel about that? I agree and disagree. Okay. So I agree that they shouldn't write their own copy because they're way too close to it. Yeah. But I disagree because if you don't know how to write copy, what would you know is good and bad? And sometimes you don't have the money to actually write, hire someone else to write for you. So there are workarounds. And the workaround for this is a, is a trick I picked up very early in my career because I'm, uh, I found out I was dyslexic when I was 18. Sorry, 19. Yeah. Uh, and it came from John Demartini of all people. And it was verbalize what you're thinking. Yeah. It wasn't verbalize your copy. It was verbalize what you're thinking. So I took the idea and I started to hone my craft of, this is what makes me, in my opinion, one of the better people that can do this is I can verbalize entire sales letters, marketing funnels, everything while talking to someone like it was just coming because it, it just comes out of me because it's just there. Um, but that's how I get around selling things. Yes. Yeah. If I like if I'm even in my own sales copy, I've got my own course coming out. Uh, I've got I had a course. Well, it's still active right now. But I hated the sales letter that I wrote for it. Like I yeah. genuinely, because I read it and I was like, what the hell was I thinking? No one's really going to read this. This doesn't display how good I am. Um, but simultaneously at the time, when I really just let go and just be and let myself really just rip it out of myself and let it come out, you're fine beauty. But again, this kind of goes back to my original point of why I agree with the person. You don't see the label on your own glass jar. Yeah. So you can't tell everything. You're too close to it. So what I always tell people is, first of all, verbalize the damn thing if you can. Get the biggest ideas out. And then just hire someone to basically, like, get a friend of yours to literally verbalize it with you. Like, go back and forth, talk to them. They'll give you all the talking points to it. And then go write. You've brought up a couple of things that I think people might want some clarification on. Um, Some of my folks aren't marketing and advertising people. Um, they're just, they're small business people who are learning the ropes, maybe in business for the first time, or like maybe they're in their first year of business or they're thinking about starting, tell them what direct response advertising is. Excellent. So there's actually three schools of thought about copywriting. Now there used to be two. Now there's three, which makes me happy. So (laughs) you had brand advertising, which is brand copywriting. Everyone uh, has been exposed to this. If you've ever seen a commercial for McDonald's, it doesn't say go to McDonald's. It's just a commercial for McDonald's. That's essentially brand copywriting for you. It's here's the thing. Let me show you how it makes other people feel. Make the decision yourself. That's what brand is. It's a very blase, sell from the heels kind of advertising. Direct response is the equivalent of grabbing someone by the throat. And again, this is a very visual uh, visual version of this. It's grabbing someone by the throat and going, now listen here, let me tell you all the reasons you need to buy this. 
and why this is going to help you. And here's how it comes across. Or the nicer way is that you're sat in a bar with someone and you interrupt their conversation and actually tell them how you can help them get the damn thing they want to get. And they give you money for it. So direct response is someone gives you the money right then and there. They take the action right then and there. They give you the name and email address. They give you the credit card. They do everything in that moment. So it's a direct response to your words. The third version is a combination of the two, which is what is what I call story selling, which is taking the idea of the good story from brand and combining it with the directness of direct response and going, here's the pleasing picture and here's how you get to that pleasing picture. Now go buy the thing to start that journey. It's interesting that you'd bring that up because it, it feels like to me that energetically the, the concept of starting with your own, your own story and your own qualifications and your own credibility is that front end that you're talking about. Yeah, that is. And weirdly enough, for the longest time, if you look at old school sales letters and stuff like that, you'll realize very few of them actually talk about who the person is until much later in the copy, once they've sold you on the benefits and the reasons to buy and why it needs to be done. Yeah. Whereas the way I flipped it is you start off with enticement. You create an open loop, which is basically just a way of saying, hey, I'll get to that in just a minute. So yeah. For the people who are out there, it's like, hey guys, um, I'm going to share, I'm going to share my idea around story selling today. But before I get into that, let me introduce myself. And the reason that we do that is, well, the reason I designed that is desired to be that way was look at it as if it was dating. How long are you thinking about who the hell is this person in front of me? And while you're thinking who the hell is this person in front of me, you're only catching half of what I'm saying to you. Yeah. So my thing is I've piqued your interest. Let me introduce myself. Now let me go back into what I was saying, because this allows you to go to let that question in your head. Who are you? What do you want? all to disappear because I've answered it. And now I'm actually telling you what I want and why it's beneficial to you and what we've got going on. And it's, it's powerful. It's a very powerful mechanism to do it that way. If you were, if you were writing an opening, like a headline now, you, you mentioned that the headlines that worked back then aren't working like they used to. What's the new headline? Okay, so if we say, if you want to make an extra, if you want to make $100,000 blogging, then read everywhere below. Yeah. Something that you could use. So I love, there's three headlines I rely on as my basis to start anything. That is, if then, discover, and revealed. And it's really simple. So it was like a blogging course, for instance. It would be, um, if you're a writer tired of not making enough money, sorry, if you're a writer and you're not able to make ends meet and you want to find an actual pathway that's proven to get you to the promised land then read everywhere below it's far more benefit driven it gives you more of a directive and the sub headline as the opening to that would be in a moment i'm going to share with you how i went from being the struggling writer to having a legion of fans that were ready to buy from me at any given moment and then i'd go into the opening paragraph which would be um again i'm making this entirely up while we're speaking right now it would be uh it wasn't that long ago in 2000, sorry, it wasn't that long ago in 2015 where everyone seemed to be killing it as a copywriter and what they wanted to do. I decided to get in the game, but what no one told me was that there was a direct path to success and an indirect path to success and a direct path to failure. Unfortunately, many people like myself took the path to failure without really knowing what was going on. And then when I got into the indirect path to success, I kept winning and losing, going up and down, having a couple of wins and a couple of losses. 
And that was until I took on, I had a mentor that showed me the direct path to success. And I'm going to show you how you can take your writing chops and really convert it into something that basically pays you in dividends, gives you an audience that truly wants to know who you are, what you're up to, and more importantly, what to talk about to them. And finally, I'm going to give you the financial part of the puzzle that very few people know how to use or utilize properly because they think you should just quote unquote know it. But before I get into that and before I get into that and tell you what to do, uh, and how to get there, allow me to introduce myself. Hi, my name is blank. Very good. So you have like the headline, the subheadline, the opening paragraph or the open loop, and then you go into the introduction. So you actually piqued someone's interest and yeah. walked right into a conversation. Very cool. Before we get too much further along, I'd like to mention that you do have a giveaway that is the story selling matrix. And yes. can you tell people how to get a hold of that and what they can expect to learn from Definitely. it? Definitely. If you guys head on over to greatestcopywriteralive.com, you'll see it there. You can actually opt in for it. Just give me your name and email address. And what you'll receive is uh, right now it's singular, a singular video. I'm shooting the other two videos in the next couple of weeks um, in November right now. So it'll be out around January where you get uh, the entire story selling matrix explained. You get an accompanying PDF. You get three videos in total, one showing you how to do it for yourself, one to show you how to do it for your clients if you're a copywriter or you want to do it for other people. And the third is um, how to use it to attract people towards you. So essentially it has three different levels on it. So it's like two for clients, one for you, works brilliantly. Uh, and also you'll receive a bunch of emails from me, which I can say will be weirdly entertaining along the way because I'm starting to write daily again. I'm starting to write more more interestingly because I'm starting to find out that my, my audience actually enjoy getting emails from me, which I didn't think was a thing. <laughs> That's a good thing to find out, right? <laughs> it really is. It really is. Very cool. It's, uh, for the longest time, I was basically, uh, was it the shoe cobbler has, the shoe cobbler's children has the worst shoes in the village. Yeah. That was basically me. Great at doing it for everyone else. Very terrible doing it for myself. So I'm switching that around. And I'm now it's not Yeah. <laughs> To help so, us, but not yourself. <laughs> the story selling matrix again, greatestcopywriteralive.com. And uh, you can just sign up for the for the emails that um, Adela is talking about now. Um, is is email your primary channel of communication with people? Right now, no. Actually, my Facebook is, but um, okay. come January, I'm actually switch so Facebook and my podcast, but uh, moving forward, it's going to be more encompassing around my YouTube channel, my blog, which is, of course, going to be greatestcopywriterlife.com because it's not actually about me. Uh, the entire premise of the entire site is to get all my friends that are experts in different fields to go and just contribute um, and help you understand how to write better advertising, become the greatest copywriter of your own life or for your clients if you want, up to you how you do it. Um, so there's my YouTube channel, my Instagram, my mailing list, my Facebook, and basically I'm super accessible where you can find me. I'm just a normal person that likes to talk to people. Yeah. Um, on Facebook, I'm, I'm really curious. There've been so many changes with the Facebook platform over the years, and it just seems like that they just keep coming. Um, this new business manager is throwing me for a complete loop at this point. Um, and I don't want Instagram to be anywhere near it, <laughs> but can you talk a little bit about how you use Facebook to, you know, to maintain and initiate and maintain relationships with your audience? It's really interesting. Like a lot of the younger crowd, uh, I say younger cause they're younger than I am. They, yeah. they're like, Facebook is for old people, where it's a little bit weird, but I've been on Facebook for so long that 
I just meet random business people that are just there. It's like a, it's like the water cooler at the big marketing conferences or the big agencies where you're at. Yeah. And I keep in touch with people through that just simply by posting. Well, for a long time, I was posting a lot of my personal stuff. And now I'm actually starting to post a little bit more of my business knowledge because my business partner keeps yelling at me. <laughs> um, because uh, what was the thing he said that, what did he say to me today? He was, that was it. he said, you have this horribly nasty habit of thinking what a big win is, is not a big win. So I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, there was an example where we did a web or where we did a video together and you just casually dropped in that one of your clients did like half a million dollars with a promotion you wrote. And you're like, yeah, it was terrible. It wasn't all that great. It was like half a million dollars, Adil. What are you on about? It was terrible. I was like, I thought it would do like a million. It did half a million. He was like, <laughs> that's still half a million. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess. He was like, could you stop like not, because the running joke in our friendship circle is and in our business groups are i will casually just say something like it's nothing and apparently it's like a complete bombshell of a thing so uh i'm getting a little bit more comfortable with sharing that side of my business and that side of my life great are you are you finding that you're more involved in like facebook groups or are you doing more timeline interactions Timeline interactions and personal messages. Uh, okay. I love groups, but the problem with groups are is there's a lot of people on the, in those groups. And yeah. how do I put this? Because I've not positioned myself well over the last couple of years, because I've just more or less been the guy behind the scenes that does the thing. And now I'm coming out and doing more of the things. Um, I run into really dumb advice all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't stand stupidity. I really can't stand stupidity. So I, I'll read something that's really dumb, and think, "Wow, this is really dumb," and then just not respond. Um, because there's other times, like I've posted about stuff in groups, and I've had people just completely just tell me that I'm wrong, and I'm like, "I'm sorry." Who? <laughs> and the funniest one I've had is I've had someone quote my own student. As in, well, so-and-so says this. I was like, who do you think taught him? <laughs> like, what do you mean? It's like, testimonial. I was his original mentor. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a reason. Um, so funny. But, but right now I'm actually, I think it's because for the longest time I've, uh, in my head, I always had this belief and I still have this belief. I'm just a normal guy. Yeah. That's just the thing. I'm just a normal person doing, I'm oh, sorry, my cats are doing the thing. Um, I'm just a normal <laughs> person doing their own thing, chilling out, relaxing and stuff like that. But the more I've started to lean into this and listen to other people that I work with, or I've helped out, they're like, you're not normal. I was like, what do you mean? It's like normal is here. And then there's you, there's like, you see things in levels that other people just can't see. So it's embracing that without letting it go to my head. Yeah. That's really like for the longest time, I've not let anything get to my head, but they're like, you should really talk about some of the stuff though. I was like, okay, got it. Yeah. A little while ago, you mentioned copywriting, having some similarities to dating. Yeah. And I'm a little bit curious, like on, on Facebook or other social media, um, where do you see that in the, in, in the, that framework of what, how does that compare to dating? Is okay. that where you're meeting people? Is that where you're nurturing the relationship? What's going on there? It's in every sense. Yeah. It's in every sense. Like literally every part of copywriting is in dating. Like there is nothing that it isn't. I mean, when you start striking up a conversation with someone, that's dating. Yeah. You're getting to know that person, actually have a genuine interest in people, and you'll find that people are super responsive 
build that relationship with them, go back and forth, make jokes, find commonalities, find differences. Have the thing for me I have is um the differences I have with people is that I will I, I'm still one of those people that has the whole uh I will agree to disagree with you, but I'll still love you nonetheless. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna ban you, I'm not gonna run away. I actually want to find out where your mindset's coming from. Like what was it that made you be the person that you are today? And if you're if it's like, wow, that's a really messed up origin. Okay, that's cool. I'll still send you love. I'm good with this. Um, or like, huh, okay. Well, have you thought about it this way? And they're like, <laughs> oh. So you, you have a really good open dialogue with people. And yeah. marketing and selling is pretty much dating. And what you're doing is you're just giving people touch points, let them get to know you, letting them fall in love with you, letting them get like, and again, one of my favorite authors is Robert Greene, who says that people can love you, but they really need to depend on you in order for you to get ahead in the game of power, which again, he doesn't like playing because it's a very true thing about humanity. Yeah. My take on that is you can still lovingly have people depend on you, meaning they can love you and they can depend on you. Yeah. This is 100% fine. It doesn't have to be like pathological. <laughs> no, no, no. Again, it's it's be. It goes back to that being who you are and who you're meant to be. Just be yourself, yeah. and people fall in love with it. That's really good advice. I'm going to take that yeah. one to heart. Yeah, and again, this goes back to dating. What do, what does everyone say? Be yeah. yourself and find whatever it is. But I will give you that with a grain of salt. Be yourself, but more importantly understand how you can become the best self yeah because being who you are right now might be amazing but there's always a little bit more in that potential world you can go and fish out and go up level and upgrade because we're continually learners we're continually growing talk talk to me a little bit about how you do that personally how do you access that higher best better self i love reading yeah. There's like a crap load of books behind me, but I love interactions. I love getting to know people. I love the thing for me is, um, as I found out this year, I have, uh, I got diagnosed with high functioning ASD or mm -hmm. autism, um, and ADHD. So I got both at the same time, which was amazing. It actually made a lot of sense to how my brain works, Yeah. but from that same space, it's, I hyper fixate on people on a loving platform meaning i want to really get to know you unfortunately what happens with me is if i don't stay in touch with someone i don't forget them i just forget to get in touch with them but the moment yeah. i say hello to them it's like nothing ever changes it's like we're all good and ready to go so the way that i give it to myself as a cultivation is the moment i think of someone now i reach out to them okay. and i'm very honest about how i feel about them like for instance my buddy adam uh adam lines down in texas uh, I sent him a message the other morning, just like, hey, man, thinking about you. You've been a constant inspiration for me, sending you love. Hope you're well. And he just wrote back, thanks, man. Appreciate it. You too. Speak soon. Because he was busy. Because that's yeah. just Adam. Um, but that's what I found. Is as long as you're accessible to people, you're just yourself, nothing really bad happens. Like People will always be there for you. And again, this is a yeah. lesson I'm learning in my own self, which is it's being able to accept help from other people. Like that's an up level for me is like, I'm constantly looking at the mirror and looking back at myself. Yeah. It's a challenge to ask for help, especially when you're used to being in the helping role, right? That and also being male. Yeah. That's like a big thing. Like, um, I found that out a lot this year and I've really found that out very recently as well, that like being a guy, I have a very hard time, um, asking and receiving help. Cause I feel like I'm less than. Yeah. Yeah. 
What activities outside of actual marketing and copywriting inform what you do as a copywriter? Everything. Yeah, Literally you, everything. Tell me more. Give me some examples. So, so I did, I was, so I've been a lifelong martial artist. So I okay. did Muay Thai and Thai boxing for about 10 years. And then I switched over to doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu and wrestling. Um, I haven't been able to train as much this year because again, the pandemic, I messed up my deep, my knee. There's been a bunch of other stuff that happened this year. That's kind of like really stopped me going back and doing what I love, but that's okay. Yeah. We're going to come back in January. Um, but what ended up happening was there's so many similarities to advertising and human psychology to jujitsu. There's, I think, hold on, God, half God, side control, mount, back control, standing. There's six positions in jujitsu that you can really play with. Yeah. I mean, you can really get along with a lot of other stuff as well. There's in different technicalities based on different areas. And if you're on above or below, a whole bunch of stuff. But each one is an allegory for life. So if you're in bottom side control, which is one of the worst positions, everyone hates the position. Like decade-long black belts hate this position because they're like, <laughs> it, it sucks. No one likes being in this position because it's really sucky. But at the same time, you learn how to relax and stay calm under pressure. That translates to life. Yeah. If you look at, so like that's one aspect of it. Another is I love reading psychology books. Okay. I love reading stuff about human psychology, about criminals, about religion, about cults, about how people became who they are, the loving side, the darker side, every side of humanity. Because my endless fascination is, why does your brain do what it does? What is it about you that took you off the rails? Yeah. Because, um, and again, this is just my own thing. And it's a, I think it's the first time I'm actually talking about it publicly on a show. So exclusives here um based on how i was raised and what i went through as a child by all means like when i look back at it is by all means i should be a complete grade a f up i should just be that guy i should be either in prison or have joined a gang or done something really ridiculous in my life but i didn't in fact i went a completely different route of helping people because that's where i wanted to go so it made me realize, like, why have people have either experienced more pain or less pain gone into the opposite side? And why have people who have experienced the worst things in life become the best people? So what, what was it about those people? So I went through all those ideas and all those ideations and everything else. And you learn a lot. Like for me, I love watching basketball. Like basketball, again, is another way of just like bonding you to people, which is really nice. It's a sport we all really enjoy as we do. Movies are a huge thing. As you mentioned, I'm a huge Tarantino fan. Like I'm a huge Tarantino fan. Um, Also a huge Keanu Reeves fan, which anyone that gets mad at Keanu Reeves, I'm like, how can you get mad at the nicest guy in Hollywood? I I don't get it, man. He's like so sweet. Um, but you have people like that. So I look again, there's so many different areas like therapy, self-development. I look at like uh, why even like drug addicts. I look at why do people turn to drugs and why do they not? What What is the relation with weed and creativity and acid and mushrooms and psychedelics and what goes on there and how does it all come about? And for me, it's just this endless fascination of the human mind. Yeah. And that's what informs all my copywriting. It's what makes me unique in what I do is because I'm endlessly fascinated in why you do what you do. What do you think about your copywriting? What is it about your copywriting that that makes the strongest connection with people? It's because I can walk the line between emotion and logic. Okay. So I will logically give you every reason to say yes, but I will emotionally back it up because I'll make you feel like you went through that journey with me. 
Can you be more specific? Give a, give an example of that. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's go back to the thing we were writing earlier, like verbalizing to do the okay. whole like writing career. So let's just say the person's name is Mark Jacobs, for instance. Like, mm-hmm. Hi, my name is Mark Jacobs, and for the longest time, I was uh, for the longest time I've been in sales, and my life has been going pretty well. You know, I was doing really well, but the problem was that I was finding that I was reaching a point where I was selling my time for money. I was spending more time at the office and less time with my family. Yeah, I was doing fairly well in a high five-figure, low six-figure income if I was really lucky. But the problem I always found was I felt like I could connect and communicate more with people at a higher level if I could just, if I could just leverage myself. So it wasn't until I was just going through like a day at the office where a friend of mine sent me a video and I watched it and I wondered what it was. And the video, the next video that came about the self-development thing was on copywriting. So I started looking at this idea of what it was because in my head, copywriting was all about being legal and, you know, R-I-G-H-I-T-N-G and stuff, W-R-I-T-I-N-G. And I was like, okay, what is this thing? So as I started to delve deeper into it and realize that people are actually able to use their ability to sell, put it into words and leverage themselves, I was like, wow, this is a whole new game changer. So I decided to go through and um, I'm the type of person that just kind of goes 100% in everything I do. So I decided to quit my job, take this course and go, I'm going to be a copywriter if it kills me. Yeah. And it damn near did kill me. <laughs> and during that time period, I went through failures, successes, losses, I had some wins, I had some losses along the way. And as I said, I went down the pathway of uh, failure, which was like, charge a lot of money and try and make it up along the way. Um, but thankfully I found a mentor who basically set me right and said, Hey, listen, you don't need to charge a list of fees. You need to start off where you're at to gain the experience, understand what it is. So fall in love with the mastery of the craft, not with the money that comes with it. Cause the money will always come, but the mastery takes time. Cause once you have the mastery, you'll never go broke. Yeah. So as you can see, like already there's a relation between, I can see myself going through that. I can, I can feel some level of connection with this person. But simultaneously, there's enough emotional um, storyline in that to keep someone going. Because it's not just like, look at me. I'm amazing. I did this. My, 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 my. <laughs> it's more like I went through these struggles like everyone else does. I figured some stuff out. I failed. And again, another part I put into this for this person's fictional character was um, I'm very grateful that I have a loving wife that basically supported me through all of this. Because while I was trying to pick all of these skills up she was essentially becoming the breadwinner and really running through. And I know that she was mad at me about stuff because there were enough times when I tried to cuddle her at night and she'd push my face away and be like, I don't want to see your face right now. So again, that goes back to the emotional driver there. I said, like, holy crap, this person, I can really relate to what they're doing. Everyone wants to start out and do something brilliant, but they're afraid of what their spouse would think, what the parents would think, what the people would think, what they would think. So you bring that up. And yeah. again, an old adage that's in there, if there are skeletons in your closet, talk about them first before someone else finds them because if someone else <laughs> finds them they're going to control the narrative if you find them and let them know first you control the narrative yeah another question that comes to my mind as you yes. as you close that out is to th- to think about how do you how do you bring your call to action forward in a way that doesn't sound like every other call to action that you've ever heard. Perfect. So I'm actually known for this. So this is like, uh, there's a guy called Mark Joyner who many yeah. people don't know who he is. Mark's been around from like the nineties and he's like the godfather of the internet marketing industry. Like really, excuse me. Sorry. My back is all over today. Okay. Uh, he's, uh, sorry if I freaked someone else out though. Just like, Oh my God, that was his back. Um, 
Mark has been around for years. And when I first interviewed Mark, I actually told him off air what my system was for closing. And uh, he called me a mother effer, <laughs> as he would. And I asked him why. He goes, you found a way to get over the credit card tripwire without ever tripping it off. And the reason is because it comes down to this thing I learned from John Carlton. So John Carlton actually initially had this thing called, here's what you do next. And you just tell them what to do. Yeah. But he never went into detail with it. Whereas I go into hyper-specific detail. Yeah. So this is a very me close. If you see this anywhere, there's either a high chance that I wrote it, one of my students wrote it, or someone I taught wrote it. Wrote it. And the close is really simple. It's you made the argument of what they need to get, what they're getting. You've given the testimonials. And then you get to the price. So you do the price reveal, you justify it, and this is the close. So here's what you do next. I want you to click the order button where you'll be taken to my secure checkout page, where all you have to do is enter your regular details and complete your investment today. Once you've done so in the next 15 minutes or so, you'll receive an email from me that'll have your login details. Go in, log in, and get started right away. It'll be that simple. And then you go into your guarantee. Now, the part that really doesn't trigger the, the triggers uh, that bypasses the credit card response is enter your regular details. Yeah. The reason is because it's a, I didn't realize it was this until years later. It's a heavy duty, super loaded psychological like pipe bomb in someone's brain. Because what you're doing is enter. Enter has three meanings. Enter, walk through a, a door. Secondly, press the enter key, like the return key. Enter as in go into. Yeah. You're me, personalized. I understand that you're talking to me. So walk through me, me walking through door. Okay, regular. I do this every day. It's no fear. I do this on Amazon. I do this on like my online shopping. It's all 100% regular. I do it all the time. Details. Yeah. Vague enough, but also specific enough to say that details I enter regularly. What are details I enter regularly when I buy something? My credit card details, my shopping details, my address. I enter all those details whenever I walk through a door. So I'm going to walk through the store, go to a secure page that I know is 100% secure, where I can give someone the exact details of what's going to happen. And the next sentence is, you'll receive an email in 15 minutes with your invoice and your logins. That right there is the cincher because that means that when they go through the, uh, the portal, they don't go, oh my God, I've just bought something. I don't know what's happening. What's going yeah. to go on? Where's my money? How am I going to get there? They're going to receive an email in 15 minutes. So they're going to go check that email address and be like, okay, it's in the spam folder. It's in this folder. I've got it here. I've got my stuff. I'm ready to go. So it's you're just really thing. helping them understand what to expect. It's like, and, exactly. and it's, you know, detailed. That, it's, the same it. with date. it's the same with dating. Yeah. It is like as many, as many people uh, that love surprise, anticipation is a far greater key. Yeah. Especially when you back it up. If yeah. you back up anything that you've claimed, everything else falls into place. So if you weren't the world's greatest copywriter and you were going to hire a copywriter to come in and do a sales page for you, who would you, who would you choose and why? It really depends. Yeah. It really depends. Um, if I, if there was no budget, if budget was like without limitless, like I can do whatever it was. Um, the person I would really, really, really love to write for me one day uh, would, ah, this is really difficult because there's so many greats I can I know, think right? of. Because <laughs> they also need to be able to get me. That's the thing. They've got to be able to understand me and write as me because that's the true mark of a great copywriter, by the way, is they yeah. can take the person, like your voice, they can take Frank, um, they can take Franklin's voice, his dulcet tones, his beautiful like energy of how he is, 
and they can almost mirror it in the writing. So when someone's reading it, they're like, I can hear Frank in my head. Uh-huh. That's the mark of a great copywriter, someone that can take someone else's voice and emulate it. And of course, they've made a few edits. So the person that's reading goes, Franklin took a copywriting course this weekend. I can see that versus <laughs> Franklin hired someone. So for me, I got to find the right person for this. So it really falls down to, I got to give three names. Okay. But if I'm going to do that, I'm going to give three names. The first part of my business partner, Shiv Shetty, he, I don't think he writes anymore, but he'd be the guy that I'd go to because he's my business partner. He knows me well. He spent a lot of time with me. The second yeah. would be Mark Kington, who is my junior writer, who I trained for the last four years. So he really knows my voice. And the third would be my, see, the third is a toss up between two people. It would either be John Benson, who is a yeah. very dear friend of mine, and Ben Settle, who's also a very dear friend of mine. Yeah. Um, and the reason I choose either one is because Ben is incredible as a writer. He's just incredible. Um, and John, well, John is the guy that first read through my sales letter when I put it up. And, uh, and he told me a new one in the most loving way possible by going, you need to get rid of this. You need to get rid of this. You need to get rid of this. You sound like you're doubting yourself. Please stop doubting yourself. You're great at what you do. We love you. Please keep going. <laughs> So between those four people I'd have on board, uh, honorary mentions would be Kylie Slavic or Ryan Schwartz. I love those two, those two as well. I know I haven't put a lot of women into this category, but there is a reason for that. And it's quite simply, I haven't really found many women who can capture my specific voice. Yeah. And I see that with love because there are a lot of great female, a lot of great women copywriters I've trained. Yeah. Um, but it's very difficult to find ones that can actually catch my voice fully. Ooh, ooh, no. I just realized who I really want, like who my number one would be. My actual number one, I actually realized okay. is Chris Haddad. I'd oh, love seriously? Chris Haddad. Mr. Moneyfingers. I'd love him to write my <laughs> book. Cool. Like, yeah. He's got a new course coming out like next month. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> That'll be good to look forward to. Yeah. I mean, I'm, a, I'm away when he releases it, which is really annoying. I'm like, God damn it, Chris. You had to wait till I was away. So... We've got lots to look forward to from you. Yeah. Um, most particularly, we're going to be looking forward to a new podcast, FU. In, FU uh, podcast. 2022. And you're wrapping up your, your, your current podcast is going to be wrapping up in 2021. But I'm assuming those episodes are all going to still be findable, right? The majority of them. We're actually pulling the last, the first six years of the show off and leaving just the last two years on. And then eventually we're going to pull them all off and uh, basically put them behind a patron wall. So if you want to, if you become a patron to our site, not a Patreon, a patron to the new site, you'll get access to eight years worth of episodes. They'll be sorted in order with every category under the sun. The other thing I did want to say is uh, I'm doing the 2.0 version of my course release as well, which is finally going to be better than the version 1.0 because the 1.0 was me teaching it live for five hours. Uh, So it's like five one-hour videos, three hours of like teaching, one hour of master of hot seating and one hour of Q&As. Now what I'm doing is I'm breaking down the entire system into uh, each module, a section that is between five to 10 minutes long. So if like you want to know how to do something, you find the module, you watch it, you do the exercise and you're ready to go. Wow. That sounds great. Now, when is that, uh, when is that expected for launch? January as well. That's coming oh, out. Oh, wow. So, so like, you've got a, a big January from, coming up. Yeah. That's a lot right? of stuff. Oh, like, I'm looking at it going, why did I say I was going to take December <laughs> off? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> but it's all going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy every moment of it. 
Excellent. Well, folks, my guest has been uh, Adela Marcy, and this has been a fascinating conversation, Adela, and I'd love to have you come back at some point and Please. we could talk more about a lot of things, I'm sure. Um, I'd remind people about your story selling matrix that yeah. tell us again where they can download it. If they just head on over to greatestcopywriterlife.com, you'll see it right there and you can just opt in directly with your name and email address and you'll get access to it immediately. And I would imagine that that's also the best way for them to find out when the course is available and when the new podcast is released. Yep, because everything comes out on that list. And if you want to follow, by the way, if you want to get in touch with me and you don't want to get in touch with me via my website for any reason whatsoever, feel free to do so on Instagram because I'm far more active on Instagram uh, to respond to than I am on Facebook because Facebook, I unfortunately hit my friend limit several times a year and I got to keep cleaning that out. Um, <laughs> but Instagram doesn't have a friend limit, thankfully. And I do respond to every message I get um, as long as it's not one that's asking me how much I'm paying commission for something because <laughs> I'm just like, that's just a weird bot and I need to get rid of that. So uh, we'll make sure to include the link for your Instagram there in the description as well. So Adel, thank you so much for, for being my guest today. And I, uh, again, I, I think I could, I could hear from you about a lot of things and it would be fascinating and enlightening. So I have a feeling that this is the first of, of hopefully many conversations. I hope so too. It's been an absolute pleasure doing this with you, Franklin. Thank you for having me on board. Thank oh, and you. by the way, before you guys, uh, before you guys head off, please rate, review, subscribe, and share the show because Franklin has not is probably not going to tell you to do that, but I will because I want this show to get right up to the rankings and get more people out there because it's a great show and the man has an amazing voice. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Take care, guys. People who work alone aren't antisocial, at least not most of us. If people think you're weird because you don't want to grow a big company and you'd rather spend most of your time working by yourself, you're just hanging around the wrong people. Your own best company has a Facebook group that you're invited to join right now. We understand the urge to close the door, let your imagination run wild, and stay there until your creative impulse runs its course. We also understand the features and challenges that go along with running a business to support our solo flight lifestyles. Joining the group is free, and it's as easy as clicking the link in the channel description. So go there now and just join the group. Want to hear more where this came from? Subscribe to your own best company on your favorite podcast app or on the Franklin Taggart Coaching and Consulting YouTube channel. To get in touch with Franklin, send an email to yobc at franklintaggart.com. Thanks for listening.